Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about some very big breaking news, very big indeed. Very big for the future of Manchester United and for what goes on, uh, what goes forward. Uh, especially from, you know, Tuesday is our next game, Villarreal, uh, in just a few days time. But following on from today's uh, embarrassing defeat to Watford 4-1 in the Premier League, which I've already done the episode on. Uh, a few hours ago, Manchester United has finally come to the decision to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as the manager of Manchester United. It's finally happened, and there's a lot of things to say that there, there, there is, and I'm going to work through them in the best way that I can. There's a lot of positive things to talk about, there's some negative things to potentially talk about as well. But this was the short-term thing that needed to happen as soon as possible. This was the short-term thing that needed to happen about a month or so ago. Um, this should have happened after the Liverpool game. This should have happened after the Man City game. Um, and it's quite annoying that... You know, we lose to Manchester City. Two whole weeks go by. Oli goes on the holiday to, to, to Norway to see his family. Which is fine. He can go see his family. But there's there's work to be done as well. Um, and then it comes to today. The final, final nail in the coffin. Um, in terms of the job uh, for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer as Manchester United manager. To lose humiliatingly yet again in the Premier League 4-1 to Watford. That was the final straw for the Glazers, for Manchester United, for the board. And it finally happened. And look, there is a big sigh of relief to be had. But there's also a few things to look forward to. in, Or, or, or a few things to look towards, sorry. In terms of how this... what In terms of what Manchester United decide to do next. Um, I think in the short term, in terms of literally we've got a game on Tuesday and it's Saturday night, in terms of the fact that we've got a game on Sunday against Chelsea, they're two very big games for the club. Ollie shouldn't be in charge of those games and he's not going to be. But Ollie shouldn't have been in charge for this game today against Watford. He should have uh, been sacked before that. A new manager should have been brought in with a full two weeks to get himself adjusted, whoever it was going to be. Um, I'm very happy about this decision because obviously I've been calling for the manager to be sacked since the Wolves game. Uh, the the one one draw with Wolves was where my personal look on the situation was. Okay, I had been doubting Ollie for a period of time, and that would that was it for me. That 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 game was it for me. But there was a period of um, you know, use, l- losing the Europa League final. Not gaining his first trophy as Manchester United manager, which would have significantly helped him. And then having a a very poor start to the season. But there was a few things in that Wolves game that happened where I looked at the situation. I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm just done. I was kind of like on the fence and wasn't sure. But then after that, I was just firmly done. And I, I said so on the episode. You can go back and listen to it if you want to hear me say those things. Um, now, I want to get the negative, or, or not even the negative, the sort of nerves out the way in terms of how this could go short term in terms of an, in, I think the word is interim uh, manager, like a temporary manager. And then I want to go back to 
because uh, I kind of want to break this down into sections. I think that would help myself to record this episode. I'm going to talk about the nerves of the short term. The um, two years of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's career uh, as as manager. And then talk about the... Po- I want to finish on the positive and how this could really be good going forward. Or how it should be at least better going forward. So I've just seen a tweet. This actually came in about five minutes before I started recording, which was very handy. And this had been on people's minds in the last couple of hours. Uh, so this is from Fabrizio Romano, who's a very reliable uh, sports journalist or football journalist. And he says, uh, Fletcher and Carrick are ready as interim solutions as Manchester United's manager. Confirmed they're waiting for um uh, club final decision announcement in place for Solskjaer uh, to be officially fired in the next hours uh, it's going to be a kind and respectful statement that's what Fabrizio Romano has tweeted um yeah in terms of this really is a 50-50 thing where okay you had Ollie as the manager then you had Carrick Fletcher McKenna and feeling as like coaches and everything, right? I think Fletcher was I think Fletcher was director of football, wasn't he? But Carrick was obviously the one who sat next to, to Ollie on the bench and I I've pointed out, you know, that he has his earphones in most of the time, so I don't know what he was listening to. But um in terms of Fletcher and Carrick as interim managers this could go badly. And I do want to put I do want to put a small positive spin on this because you got you got to bear in mind that like in my two years of covering Manchester United on the United Cast for Entertainment Talk, um, all we've had all, all I've had is Ollie as a manager in that time. I I never did any episodes on Mourinho as a manager. I never did any episodes on Van Howell or Moyes or uh, you know Alex Ferguson. Obviously before that, for me every single game I've covered for for the United Cast for Man United. <clears throat> has been Ollie in charge. So this is like a difference for, for me as well going forward in terms of how I approach, you know, the, the 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 next game on Tuesday in just a couple of days time and who's going to be in charge for that and how that's going to kind of go I suppose because I'm really kind of like, oh, new, new new sort of like for, for me this is kind of like new era territory because we get we, literally in a few days time we'll get to Tuesday, I'll see the game after kind of rush home from work to see it. Uh, but don't worry about that. Um, but it's kind of going to be an interesting thing for me where... Like, n- new territory for me to talk about. Like, I'm going to be analysing a different manager's performance for the first time ever on the United cast. Um, it's kind of ex- an exciting thing, to be honest. But it also could be a potentially nervous thing. And what I mean by that, to go back to my actual original point, is... That was one of the things that Manchester United fans were fearing is, okay, if you sack Ollie, are you just going to put M- McKenna or Phelan or Carrick in an interim role and essentially have the same thing? That could be the case. But if you look at like some of the team selection mistakes, so like Maguire, Lindelof, McTominay, Fred, right? That was like the two main ones, wasn't it? Like the, the McFred, they even gave their own nickname in the end. Let's say, for example, because I think Carrick is more likely to get that than Fletcher. That's just my opinion. I might be wrong, but that's just how I look at things. Because Carrick was Solskjaer's second man, or assistant manager. 
So that feels more likely to me. It could be Fletcher, given what this tweet says, but I think it's more likely to possibly be Carrick, just because he was the one that was next to Ollie there, and he was the assistant manager. And sometimes that can happen by default anyway, is you'll get a manager that gets sacked, and then his assistant is just put in his place temporarily until a new manager in charge. Now, this depends on two things. For, for, let's just say Carrick for, for, for now, right? Obviously, he was sat next to Ollie on the bench. We never really heard from Carrick. I mean, I never remember hearing from him in press conferences. It would usually be the players and the manager and obviously Maguire as the captain. Because all, all I want in the immediate short-term future, and what I mean by immediate short-term future is like Tuesday. You know, it's Saturday night now. We've literally got a couple of days. Man United isn't going to like change massively in 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 the space of like three days we're not going to be a new club in three days but one of the things that's going to be interesting to me is we we as fans like not not all of us but most of us i would say myself included criticized ollie's lack of tactics substitutions team selections use of donny van der beek or lack of use of donny van der beek and kind of just sticking to favorite players right so if you do put Carrick in charge as the interim manager for the Villarreal game and for the Chelsea game while Manchester United are talking to somebody else or whatever's going on, if there's going to be like a different permanent manager, right? My kind of very immediate short-term response or, or, or thoughts on that is sort of what does Carrick do for those things? Like... What tactics and formations and team selections and substitutions has he got in mind? Did he disagree with Ollie about, you know, choosing Maguire, Lindelof, choosing McTominay and Fred, leaving Van der Beek out week after week after week, making substitutions with five, ten minutes left to go? Will Carrick, at least in the immediate short-term solution, will he at least make different changes there? Because that, in terms of like Tuesday's game, which is in a few days' time, that's something I'll at least appreciate. A bit a, a bit of a difference. Just a bit of a difference. Like, because you can look at the situation more long term. Like, are the Glazers going to sell the club? Who are we going to get in as manager? Who's going to be the manager in the summer? Who are we going to buy in January? Who are we going to be in the, buy in the summer? That's more the long term goals, right? I'm literally just talking about the thing that I'm kind of focusing on the in the immediate future, Tuesday, is when we get to Tuesday night and we face Villarreal... Is Carrick just going to, simply put, is Carrick going to make different decisions to the ones that Ollie did? If he does, then it will be a good short-term relief. And that will be great, and that will be refreshing, and it will be something different for me to talk about. Instead of just moaning, quite rightfully so, about like, oh, he's picked Maguire Lindelof again, he's picked McTominay Fred again, he's made late, made late substitutions again, he's left Van der Beek on the bench again. And all these sorts of things. So just in the way that I am looking at it, that's more of a sort of, if it is Carrick that's put in charge, and I think it will be, but we'll see what happens. Because um, that's literally in like a few days' time. Work. Like It'll be Tuesday before we even blink next, because that's how time works these days. Um, when we get to Tuesday night's team news, is it going to be different to what Ollie has done? And when we see the game kick off, you know, when the ball's kicked off, zero minutes gone, score nil-nil, how different will the football be? I suppose um, the problem that Carrick would have, or Fletcher, because obviously those are the two that are being talked to, how, 
how is going how is the football going to be and i suppose for them right you know we've got sunday monday and then the games on tuesday night so there's not much time between now and then we can't really expect the football to be massively different and even even if carrick has got like wildly different ideas to solskjaer how long is it going to take him to implement those ideas into the team? Just on a short, just purely on like the next week of football, right? That's that's kind of what I'm looking at for the short term. Obviously, long term, like, are we going to get Ten Hagen? Are we going to get Zidane? Is it going to be Rogers? Is it going to be somebody completely different? Is it going to be uh, Laurent Blanc? W- we don't know. I'm just literally sitting here thinking about like the things that I'm going to be analysing on Tuesday's game: team selections, substitutions, you know how we played in the game, who scored, you know, who links up well with who, and um, there's not going to be much time for Carrick or Fletcher, or whoever it is, it could be, maybe it could be McKenna, I I have no idea how those things are going to kind of go. Um, Where the problem could come into that is because, from what I understand from these men's experience with man- the managerial side of the game obviously Fletcher and Carrick and Ollie fantastic footballers you know f- fantastic Carrick and Fletcher in the midfield fantastic Ollie is a striker fantastic you know goal in 99 I'm not doubting their abilities of as players I'm just questioning like obviously their their substitution choices their team selections style of play formation you know all, all those football types of things the problem that could occur from that, because I just spoke about how it could potentially go well, which is just different selections, different ideas. That's like the short-term thing that I'm asking for. It's just something different, because well, I think we're all a bit sick and tired of like the same thing week in, week out from from Ollie, right? Where that could potentially go wrong is if Carrick, Fletcher, or McKenna, or who's whoever's going to be in charge from the coaching staff. If they've basically got the same ideas. Because they're all part of the same coaching team. They're all part of the same management team. And that's how it could go wrong in the short term. And then it it, it could then turn into just a different person to blame for the same things. I'm really, really hoping that's not the case. Both for my sake of talking about these these games. And obviously for the team as well. And because these next two games are pretty big. You know, Chelsea top of the league. Villarreal, the, the Champions League group um, is still very, very close. There's two games to go, six points at hand. We'll have to see how those two games go. Um, but it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll be in, it'll, it'll, it'll at least be something different anyway. It'll at least be some somebody different to talk about. And I'll never again have to say like, oh, look, Ollie bought Van der Beek on in the 89th minute and it's stupid and what's he doing and all those sorts of things. Um, <clears throat> so at least at least it will be something different. Like that's at least like something, I guess. So I know I'm trying to sort of clutch at clutch at um, clutch at straws a little bit here, but still, it's not Ollie anymore. And at least that's like a, a, a bit of a refreshing side, I suppose. Um, so yeah we'll we'll just have to see how that goes and you know if we lose to Villarreal we lose to Chelsea I don't think there'll be too much to freak out about because I mean sure it'll be bad if we see the team lose again but you know if we lose in the same manner that we have been recently then it'll be something that we're kind of used to anyway but I suppose if it's like a different man with the same ideas it'll be like oh okay like you need to actually hire like a completely different person 
Um, so we'll just have to see how that goes. But at least it will be somebody different to look at in terms of what team they're, they're, they're choosing. And I suppose the other potentially bad part of this is Fletcher, Carrick, McKenna and Phelan. Um, I think they've got about the same managerial experience as Ollie, but and that's bad. But what I'm talking about is just different ideas on the pitch. That's all I'm asking for. Just give me something better to watch. Give me some different players to look at in terms of uh, just watching different people play, play football. Just just give me something different in the short term to to kind of analyze at least, and that that's hopefully what we'll be getting. So. We'll see. Like for example, right? Does Car- does Carrick see more in Van der Beek than what Ollie did? Does Carrick look at Van der Beek in terms of okay, yeah, we should really be playing him? And uh, you know, there was obviously the discussion in the past about okay, we signed Van der Beek. Is he actually an Ollie signing? But does Carrick like him? Would Fletcher like him? Would McKenna like him? Would Feeling like him? Um, do do they see the same mistakes that we all do as fans that Ollie's for some reason struggled to do or n- never sort of saw? So we'll we'll see how that uh, all goes on Tuesday, I suppose. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right moving on from that just want to talk about um just just a brief little chat about um ollie's uh Two years at Manchester United. Um, no trophies, of course. Um, it and it's it is sad to see how things how how things went. And I'm not trying to be like sympathetic to to the guy or anything like that. I'm not gonna like sit here and give him sympathy for 20 minutes because I did bash on him 
you know every week and say like hey you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong this doesn't work that doesn't work change it and he never did I'm not going to go back on those words but I think there was a part of every Manchester United fan when he was brought in and we thought oh Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the guy that won us the, the treble in 99 or sc- scored that winning goal in 99 and there was kind of I guess a fairy tale dream thing about what if Ole the guy who won you know the 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 got the winning treble goal what if he comes back and we see him lift the Premier League title as Manchester United manager there was a certain amount of a fairy tale there that we all wish could have happened but I suppose up to this point we we, we knew it wasn't really going to be a possibility um, and it is sad that that didn't happen but look I think we got to the point as fans and I don't speak for every fan I just speak for the ones that are on the same had the same opinion as myself that we realised that that wasn't possible after a certain amount of time. Um, and it's just, it's just disappointing that, that didn't happen. But um, you just got to have... You have just got to wonder, like, what was he saying to these players for the last two years? Because I'd often bring that point up in terms of... What is he saying to these players in the dressing room? Like, what what actually is going on in, in that dressing room? What is he instructing the team to do? Because it did seem to just simply weirdly be just go out and have fun or just have free-flowing football or some something like that. Because um, it's one of them things, isn't it? You'd love to be uh, like a fly on the wall in, in the dressing room and just see just see what's being said between these people. Like, is anything being suggested to Ole? What is he saying about those suggestions? And, like, how is that all sort of working? Or not working, I suppose. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I've already said a lot about it over the last two years on, on lots of different episodes. You know, tw- twice a week, pretty much. But I think we all just realised in the end that it wasn't really working. The Glazers have finally realised themselves that it wasn't working. And now we've come to this this decision. Um, so that was all these two years, really. And... This is one of the more bizarre cases that I've ever seen of a managerial appointment in terms of a cl- a, a top flight flight sorry a top flight a top flight Premier League football club because people were asking the questions over the two years like would Man City hire him no would Chelsea hire him no would would any would would any of the top clubs over Europe hire Ole Gunnar Solskjaer like Barcelona Real Madrid Inter Milan uh you know any any of those sorts of big uh, Bayern Munich Dortmund any of those big clubs that are likely to win something or at least be competitive um because not everybody can win everything because there isn't enough trophies but you at least wanted certain amount of competition and at the end of the day I do think it was simply a case of Ollie had been a manager before he was at Mulder and he was at Cardiff he got Cardiff relegated and he I don't think he did very much at Mulder, but that was in the Norwegian league, so it's a vastly different level of com- of competition. And I suppose the question at the end of the day is, why did okay you under you understand the interim manager period of just coming in and sorting out the mess that Jose Mourinho left in what was that January of twenty nineteen? Um, and he did do a good job of doing that. I, I I think that the one positive thing we can take from this Oli tenure is. He did manage to restabilize the uh, mood at Manchester United, and I do think he only did manage to do that because we loved Ollie. So some people don't anymore. Uh, you know, some people hate him now. Or whatever. I I will never. 
I will never try to take away like his goal in 99 or him as a person who seems like a very nice person or you know I'll I'll never do any of those things towards him um cuz I've I've mentioned that before in episodes that you know if if I was offered to have like a a meal with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I'd be nice I'd be civil I'd be polite you know just because somebody's bad at a particular job that they're doing which I think is the sentiment we need to come away from is that he was just bad at this job does it make him a bad person no does it make him a rude person no does it mean that he's done some sort of crime or he's done something wrong no um you know does it mean that he was a bad footballer absolutely not um and we do have to look at that and realize cause it, it, it's like it's that like phrase isn't it you got to separate the actor from the character like if if there's a character on TV that does something despicable that we don't like, you don't go and blame the actor for it, do you? Like, you know, you don't go and see them at a convention and punch them because they killed your favourite character on a, on, a, on a show where they were just acting and doing their job. It's the same thing with Ollie. You don't go up to him and, like, punch him at a, at a press conference or something. Or not a press conference, that would be crazy. You wouldn't go up to him and, like, punch him in the street because, you know, he doesn't pick Van Der Beek. You know, that would be... I mean, some people might like to do that and, you know... They'll, they'll do what they're going to do hopefully they don't actually harm him but do you know what I mean like you wouldn't like meet him outside Old Trafford and be like oh I'm going to attack you because you play McTominay and Fred all the time and you're not good at your job um I've seen some behind the scenes things with with Ollie and kind of how he is he, he, he did try to just be a positive nice person and obviously that wasn't enough in the end and we do have to look at that situation and you know kind of kind of analyze that but yeah, if I was offered some sort of meeting with him, I'd be nice, I'd be polite, I'd be civil. I'd maybe ask him a couple of questions, but I wouldn't try and attack him and be like, why didn't you pick Van Der Beek? I might just say to him, hey, what kind of, like, can you tell me a bit more about what happened there or something? But then, you know, I'd also talk to him about, like, you know, thank you for scoring a goal in 99 that gave us a treble. And there's there's just different, there's different um, uh, context to all this, isn't there? Um, even if you've got like a friend, right, just just your average everyday friend that you know and they're doing a bad job, that they're doing badly at their job, you might be able to try and help them or something. You don't attack them because they're bad at their job. If they're a good friend and they're a nice person, you talk to them in that way, that they're a nice person, that they're, you know, whatever. Um, but there are some people who would be like, you know, screw this Ollie guy and swearing at him and you're a clown and you're a PE teacher and all this sort of thing and... They'll now hate him or whatever, and uh, I suppose people are gonna gonna be like that, aren't they? But that's just not gonna be me. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's it's a big shame what happened, but you know what? We can all move on now, I suppose. Um, and he's not gonna be in charge of the Villarreal game. He's not gonna be in charge of the Chelsea game. We'll never have to moan at him again for playing with Tommy and Fred or playing not playing Van der Beek or I'll never have to moan at him for switching the wingers over which was something that annoyed me particularly and playing Sancho on the left and playing Greenwood on the right or doing doing whatever and so yeah um, but that's that's kind of the end of that I suppose so we shall see uh, but on to um, I mean. The, the the last couple of things I want to say is, okay, he was brought in as an interim. He did do a good job of like kind of resetting things a little bit. Um, 
and then tried to, you know, they hired him as a full-time manager or, or the full manager's job. Um, in in my opinion, it's sort of between now and last season. I just wonder because there's a particular time period we've got to look at as well. Is end of May? I think it was end of May. Um, Europa League final. He lost. He was out of ideas. He did all of his usual mistakes. Could have won a trophy. He didn't manage to do that. Should have been sacked after that cup final. He wasn't. Um, in fact, they extended. I think they extended his contract. Um, and you've got to look at that and think. Then okay, then we brought in Sancho, Ronaldo, and Varane. And you look at that on a basic level, and you think, okay, you've now got better players than what you had before. Just fundamentally, you, you've got Ronaldo, Sancho, and Varane. Two of them have won quite a lot of things, and Sancho is an upcoming very good young player. And we expected him to do even better because you've then got better to play, better players at your disposal. And he ended up doing worse. Um, and it's you sort of wonder. You look at like let's go let's go to the summer. So Europa League final's gone. It's it's lost. And you think if at that point we had to change the manager, got in somebody new, whoever it would have been, whether it would have been Carrick or whoever it would have been. Let's say we sign the same players, right? Sancho, um, Varane, Ronaldo. Regardless of like Dan James being sold and players going out on loan and what, whatever. Regardless of that, just the players that came in. Ronaldo, Sancho, Varane. If we had gone into the season, you know, August of 2021, the Leeds game. Could we have just, could we have just started off the season better with... A, not even necessarily a new coaching staff, which I do think we also need that, but just a different person with different ideas is the fundamental thing I'm looking at. And I think we certainly could have. Where that would have gone from there, how long that would have lasted, I don't know. But I think that was a really critical time for Manchester United as a, as a football club. Like, you've you've got a manager who's not won anything. You um, don't sack him after he's lost the cup final. After losing se- several semi-finals before that, I think it was four semi-finals, was it? Um, and then you just ended up kind of doing the same thing, you know, just keeping the same manager. You sign a couple of world-class players, but you ultimately end up with the same person with the same ideas. Um, so it's a it's a shame, but uh, we move on. Um, we move to the future. Whoever's going to be in charge, I don't know. There's no, I don't think there's any official. Announcement as of right now. Um, yeah, there's no new tweets or anything. Because I, I get my football news basically from Twitter. And I'm just having a little look. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anything will be decided, to, decided tonight necessarily. But... Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, but anyway, Tuesday... Mike Phelan has... Mike Phelan has responded negatively to his dismissal at Manchester United. Called. Wait, has Mike Phelan been let go? Hang on a second, everybody. Just, just bear with me. Um. No, somebody's quoted Fabrizio Romano said that Mike Mike Phelan has responded negatively to his dismissal, not Ollie's dismissal. It says his dismissal. Um, 
Let me just quickly look up Mike Phelan, because has he been let go, or am I just reading a load of nonsense? Mike... Oh, Phelan. Um... Mike Phelan... Okay, I've seen a couple of tweets here. Mike Phelan will also leave the club from Fabrizio Romano. Talks inside. I'm just trying to read a bunch of different tweets. This is very new to me, so just just bear with me. I don't need to edit any of this. Just just bear with me. Talks inside Manchester United regarding possible sackings include Kieran McKenna and Mike Phelan, as well as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So that's part of the uh, the backroom staff. Which, as I said before, um, the coaching staff pretty much needs to go as well which is why I mentioned all that stuff to do with Fletcher and 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 uh, Carrick before um, loads of people are trying to quote tweet Fabrizio Romano but I can't see anything actually new from him although I think he's live on Twitch right now so um, but anyway this podcast isn't like meant for this new Mike Phelan news I suppose uh, I'm just seeing if I can find anything completely official. Um, yeah, lots of people just tweeting about Ollie's gone, which we have confirmed. Uh, Alright, I can't find like clear news on this Mike Feeling thing, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment too much on that until next time. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I can't find anything completely official on the Mike Feeling stuff. Of course, he was one of the backroom staff members. Um, you know, one one of the coaching staff. I heard that he was at like Hull City before. And again, you got to ask, like, You know, you've got you got two people there, right? In terms of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Mulder and Cardiff got relegated with Cardiff. Mike Phelan, I think he spent some time at Hull. Obviously, didn't really do 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 very much. So, why are those two people? Why were those two people given like the coaching and management roles at Manchester United? It's that kind of thing that doesn't make any sense, does it? And again, you've got to say like let let let's say let's say tomorrow Pep Guardiola leaves Manchester City. They wouldn't go and get Phelan and Ollie, would they? They wouldn't go and get Carrick. They wouldn't go and get Fletcher. They'd probably look at like, I don't know, Ten Hag or or, or some somebody top class who's 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 done something before. And I'm not trying to bash on Ollie or Phelan. I'm just talking about their managerial um, credentials. Because as a lot of people have said before, um. Until Ole gets some more managerial experience and actually does something a bit more, um, he he isn't going to get another job at like a top flight um, managerial team. I mean, the most that might have happened, and I'm not again, I'm not trying to def- trying to like offend Ole or whatever. I'm just talking about managerial credentials. Let's say we we rewind a little bit and like when. Uh, who was it recently that fired their managers? Been a lot, been a lot of managers fired recently. Let's say with uh, Norwich, right? They they fired their manager a few weeks ago, 
and they get they they got somebody new in. That's a type of job where Oli is arguably more suited for. I mean, he did manage at Cardiff. He did get them relegated, but you know, maybe it would be different with like a Norwich or something. But Oli Oli should never have really been in charge of like a <clears throat> like a top ten team, even on the level of like an Arsenal or a Tottenham or like a West Ham, which obviously they got Moyes. He's he's a lot better suited there. Uh, or certainly like Chelsea, Liverpool, Liverpool, Man City. You know, none none of those teams, because none none of them would have gone for him. We, we only really did it, or the Glazers only really did it because, you know, legend of the club, get him in, it will make everybody happy. It's this is the same kind of thing I was talking about on the PR episode with Ronaldo. They brought him in to make everybody happy, and I'm very happy that Ronaldo's playing for Manchester United because he has got the credentials to be at that level. To play for the club, obviously he's won things before with Manchester United, Ronaldo, um, and he's gone off to other countries and won lots of things as well. But I'm talking about obviously the managerial side of things, where th- these people should never really been put in charge of this 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 job. So yeah, um, but uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just trying to just look through uh, <coughs> Twitter a little bit more. Um, if I still weird they okay. Somebody's tweeting about Glazers out. Obviously, we do need the Glazers out still. And by the way, I know I don't say Glazers out very often, or all the time, or like much at all. But obviously, I'm Glazers out. I think that much is pretty much pre- pretty obvious as well. So, anyway, let's wrap this episode up. Um, the last thing I wanted to say something that's arguably a little bit poetic. If we think about it this way, and I, I hadn't thought about this earlier until somebody else mentioned it that I'd seen. So, 4-1, Watford, Manchester United. Watford outplay Manchester United, make make themselves look like a top four Premier League team, because we made them look like that. Donny van der Beek, signed for Manchester United last year in the summer, barely played over the year, played four, started four out of 38 Premier League games. I did a whole episode on the van der Beek situation, so you can look at the stats over there. So in Ole's last game as manager, you can some of you tell where I'm going with this. As Ole's last game as manager, which he didn't know, none of us knew that was going to be his last game because he could have won it. Maybe he would have stayed on his job or, or whatever. Um, Donny Van der Beek, the man who was—I don't know if neglected is the right word—the um, one who was left out. That's a better word to use, I think. Not selected as much as he should have been by this manager. Is the one that scores the final goal in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's managerial career for Manchester United. The player that he signed. Um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't want him. But if he didn't want him, he shouldn't have agreed to the signing. Um, but that player, the one that the one that we all saw talent in. The one that many, many Manchester United fans saw talent in. And a lot of journalists have been talking about this over the last year of Van der Beek's career. Why is he not starting? He's clearly talented, you know, brought through the Ajax youth system, the whole pass and move, one-touch football system, which is what Manchester United should be doing. Not used enough by Luguna Solskjaer is the one to score the last goal, not any kind of winning goal, just the last goal in Luguna Solskjaer's tenure. I think there's a bit of poetry to that, isn't there? Of like, you didn't look for this player in a time that you could have needed him. And he scored your last goal, which th- that goal didn't save you from your job. It didn't get him fired either. If it had been 4-0, there would have been really no difference. 
Um, but I think there's a an odd bit of poetry towards that. And I wonder if Donny's kind of thinking about that himself. I wonder what Donny's thinking now, actually. Maybe he's thinking, hey, maybe the next manager will actually pick me a bit more. Because I'm really hoping now, Tuesday night and on Sunday afternoon... When those team sheets come out, I want to see Van der Beek's name on that team sheet a bit more. Not every single game, but just, well, a lot more than what he's being chosen to play now. So, anyway, that's that. That's my episode on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, lots to say, lots to talk about, lots to figure out as well. Who's going to be the interim manager? Is Mike Phelan being let go? Um, what's happening with Carrick and Fletcher? Who's going to be the interim manager? Because um, nothing's like confirmed yet completely, at least at the time of recording. Uh, but we shall see. There's, there's got to be a decision made by surely like Sunday or Monday because we have a game on Tuesday and that game needs to be played. So, But I think the default, if no decision's made, I think the default choice is Carrick just because I'm pretty sure that's how football works in terms of if you sack a manager and you've got an imminent game, the assistant manager is put in charge. And I'm pretty sure that assistant manager is Carrick. So <clears throat> we shall see how that works out. Anyway, I'm sure lots of you have got lots of things to say about this. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer sacked. Um, and look, I'm not going to be like popping champagne. I haven't got any champagne anyway. Um, I do have some beers, but anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to be like popping champagne or be like, whoa, Ollie's gone, running down the street and like celebrating. I- I- I'm not doing that. It's more just a, a relief thing of I get to see somebody else make different choices with this quite talented team. We've got some really, really, really good players at this team. <clears throat> My voice is starting to break. We've got some very good, talented players at this team. And I just want to see somebody else do something decent with them. Just just do something that we can enjoy at least a lot more in, in the short term. Not Not over the next five years, but in, you know, Tuesday. So... Anyway, let me know what you think of the entire situation. Who do you think should replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager? Do you think Carrick will be in charge for Tuesday? And what do you think of just the whole situation? Ole's two years, Van der Beek. Uh, there's, there's lots to figure out. So I'm sure many of you have got thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. You can send those in to Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. Twitter at eTalkUK. There's <clears throat> a contact page and information in your show notes. I've done a lot of talking today. My voice is starting to break. Uh, so... Yeah, it it it's been a long day. Anyway, um if you also want to get in touch in different ways, <clears throat> you can also uh if you look on the uh, website version of this podcast, you can also uh, scroll down a little bit past the episode, you'll see a big email box which lots of you use. Uh you can put in your email and your message in there, that will get sent to me as well. You can also copy and paste um or click on the email name, that's another way to send us messages as well about whatever you'd like to say to us. Uh, in the meantime, you can find ev- everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Take a look at all of that as well. Uh, and I will be back Tuesday, Sunday, next game, the game after that. I don't know what's after the Chelsea game, but anyway, Tuesday, Sunday. I'll be there for those games. Uh, tune in for those episodes. Uh, you can find them all, entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, podcast platform, search for Entertainment Talk. Get yourselves involved. If you want to help us in other ways, you can simply just tell other people that you know about our content let them know about the website and find us on podcast platforms either by spreading the word on social media or just the word of mouth that really really helps us out a lot as well 
Uh, for your TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio posts on Tuesdays, so have a look out for those episodes. Beck streams basically daily on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there uh, for some great streams. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, UK for my different video game streams. And if you want to see what I would do with the Manchester United team in terms of signings, team selections, all that kind of stuff... Uh, you can follow me on Twitch, eTalkUK, and on Thursday nights, 11.45pm GMT, uh, I do stream my coach mode on PES 2020, the football game, and you can see what I decide to do as a Manchester United manager. Um, so, yeah, you can find that as well. Episode 1's available on YouTube, episode 2 was recorded on Twitch, I need to put that on YouTube, and episodes will go out weekly on Thursdays as well. That's Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. Uh, there we go. All is gone. We move on. Tuesday, Villarreal. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you then. Goodbye. <laughs>